0: Welcome to Answer the Call. I'm Kelsey Kemp. This is a podcast for high performing Christian professionals who want to find their calling and craft an incredible career that's aligned with it so you can make a meaningful impact with the best of your talents in the decades of work ahead. Today is a super special treat because this is a conversation with Jamie, a client who recently completed my program, the Calling Academy, and landed an even more incredible job than she could imagine. One that perfectly marries her passion for teaching with her background also in software engineering while also this is the crazy part to me while also exceeding her income goals (laughs) in this episode you're going to hear her share her story of really this huge theme of nothing is impossible for God being all over it, as well as the fears and the doubts that honestly came up along the way before she hit this celebration moment that we get to talk about today, and also why she almost didn't work with me, but why she's glad that she did, and the details about how she got through also a technical interview that she didn't know all the answers for. In addition, another topic we're going to touch on today is how she negotiated her salary for the first time in her career, and in it, landed an unprecedented 15% pay raise within her company. So wild. And also what it was about The Calling Academy that made a difference with it all. Really excited for you to hear this conversation. I pray it encourages you, pumps you up, and sets you off towards your own path. Jamie, welcome to answer the call. I could not be more grateful to be having this conversation and for people to hear your story. Oh, it's going to be so encouraging. So welcome.
1: Thank you. I'm so excited.
0: Yay. Hey, how about this? A natural place to start. Just tell us the basics about you so we can start to get to know you. You know, classics like where you live and what you do for work and what you are about to start doing for work. We'll get into that, but for now the basics
1: sure yeah i'm up in the dfw area i live in mckinney we're in the middle of moving across town uh, so pretty busy with that Um, i'm very into all things disney i'm going to disney world this week so that's exciting (laughs) um really into sports and just hanging out with friends really involved with the church group so just your kind of average stuff um but i'm a (laughs) i'm a software engineer um up at one of the companies here in dallas so yep That's me in a (laughs) nutshell. at
0: you. Actually, I would love to hear a little bit more about your career story. The the high-level overview up until this point, I love... I know that many people like me are curious, like, hey, what did she major in in college? And then how did she get into software engineering? So what's that story been for your career?
1: That is a long story.
0: (laughs) Oh, it's a long one.
1: It is. So, you know, I... It was very typical, I feel like for our generation coming out of high school, like, I don't know what I want to (laughs) do. I have no idea. And so you kind of default to what you know and what you've heard people say you'd be good at. Um, So I I went into school thinking I was going to plan on being a teacher, Um, majored in education, thinking, you know, I like high school kids. I like working with kids. Um, So I was going to teach math and computer science. I had a really cool mentor in high school that was the computer science teacher who, you know, saw that in me and said, you know, I think this is such a kind of niche to get into. A lot of, especially women, don't get into that sort of um, field. And I enjoyed it in high school, I took some classes. And so I kind of got going that direction, (laughs) thinking, all right, cool. Well, then going through college, it turns out that computer science is hard.
0: <laughs> and yeah, so it's kinda of, uh, respect. <laughs>
1: kind I tried one coding class and I
0: was like, mm, I feel complete. Bye everyone. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so it's kind of a bumpy road for me because I'm I'm not as um, not a natural fit for computer science in a lot of ways. I'm more of an English brain, really like writing and doing that sort of work, which is which worked well for the teaching side. I like talking to people. And doing that, but the computer science stuff was really hard. Um, but you know, saw it through. Didn't change my major to English, even though I thought about it. <laughs> you start looking at the credits, you're like, no, that's gonna, that's not gonna work. <laughs> it's
0: too yeah. late. <laughs> yeah, I appreciate your thought process on that. I know, you know, to each their own. But I know how easy it could have been to just say no no like my education defines me and Mm -hmm. so I really have to pick the perfect major Mm -hmm. that I'm obsessed with so why don't I just backtrack majorly stay another year and major in English instead but it seems like you kind of understood luckily I'm
1: super practical
0: (laughs) yeah super practical I think it serves you well I'll say that yeah I was
1: like I've done too many classes it's too late now can't go back (laughs) which I mean obviously like God had a plan and gave me that insight of let's just keep, keep pushing forward. Um, so I ended up, I got an internship at my current company and did um, some software development work with that and just really fell in love with the company's culture. Everybody's really nice, really nice place to work. Um, I have a lot of friends from college who actually work with me at the same company. So that turned into a full-time job which made my senior year of college kind of awkward because I had to go back and do student teaching. <laughs> I'll never forget going into my professor the first week of school I had just gotten a job offer for after school and I went into his office and I was like I'm not going to be a teacher and he was so mad at me (laughs) he was like what you're like made to do this like what what is wrong with you and I'm just having this like major internal struggle because I've just gotten offered this on paper perfect job like so proud so excited um but having that tension of like, he's right that I, I I hear him and I I know what he's talking about, that I am in a lot of ways made to do this. But I just for like that that internal voice is like, nope, you're not supposed to go teach in a school. And and that was so hard, right? Because my parents are teachers, my brother's a teacher now, the whole family teaches. And so mm. like pivoting from what felt like a very obvious calling of teaching and serving and living into that every day and somewhere I where I so obviously knew I would be used so then going to this corporate job like I have this internal crisis of oh no like I what am I like what am I doing am I really helping anyone am I really making a difference like it, it, we I work for kind of a banking institution, so it's like, yeah, I'm glad people can use their credit cards, but <laughs> it's like, yeah. oh, this isn't quite what I was expecting when, you know, I've gone through all, and like I said, going through all these senior level teaching courses and hearing all of my peers around me talking about how excited they are to help kids and impact they're going to make, and I'm just sitting there like, well, I'm going to make nice money, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> start feeling guilty about it, right, so it was this, ugh it's been a journey. So that, that kind of brings me to work. And I think I've, I've been at my current job for four years. Um, and I think in some ways I grew a lot into, you no, know, this is okay. Like it affords me a lot of opportunity outside of work, which is really nice. I, you know, some of the extra money that I make that I wouldn't be making as a teacher, I can use towards other things that I have passion about and, you know, serving and giving and I get more time off. I can go to a summer camp um, and volunteer that I really enjoy. So it's like, okay, I can, I can kind of see what God's doing. I've, you know, met my husband because of where I moved. I'm really close to my friends, close to Amen. my friend. There's
0: all this goodness. We love to hear that stuff.
1: Yeah. There's all this goodness going on. And I know it's because I took this job directly. Like it led me to all these good things, but there's still just this internal struggle of, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> so that's been like the past year or so. It's just been, what do I do now? Because you know, especially as I started listening to some of your content, I was like, okay, maybe there is more to this job than just making the money and using it for good and hating every minute of the eight hours I'm logged in.
0: (laughs) Yeah, oh my goodness, my heart just moves when I hear things like that because I, I think our trajectory or the pattern of our early careers is somewhat similar in actually having that internal voice like you mentioned of thinking, Oh, I really, I think I kind of know that at least the feeling or the kind of impact that I really feel called to make. And I know that this first job out of college is just purely practical. It's a great opportunity. Why don't Mm -hmm. I just take it? You know, we're just trying to be kind of sensible people here. Um, (laughs) And it feels like you're both making a decision that you think is a good one while having this conflicting voice in your head, but then you see God work through it in so many great ways. And I'm really interested to bookmark that and come back uh, in a little bit. Once we see how your story has recently developed mm-hmm. and see what, what you, I guess, looking back, makes sense of that early career decision and how you feel about it now. Um, Cause I don't know about you. I don't think that mine is a mistake though. It seemed like a conflicted one at the time. Right. Um, but so Okay. Let's just let the cat out of the bag. Can you please, you said, uh, especially since we were corresponding before this, and I love how you wrote it out. You are like, enter the calling academy. So we got in touch and you decided to take a crazy chance and go through this program to, with the intention of discerning what you feel called to do vocationally, because you're asking, like you said, these questions now of, okay, there's got to be more. Lord, actually, please show me that there's more than Mm -hmm. this. So um, how were you feeling at the beginning of the Calling Academy of when you're entering it? And then what started to, I guess, let off some light bulbs in your head of, oh, okay, this is working. What happened?
1: Yeah. So I think, I think the biggest thing was just like you said, like, okay, I. I've been, you know, through personal study and different books I've been reading, Bible studies I've been going to, like, I feel like you're telling me over and over again that there's no such thing as impossible. I feel like that's been a big theme for me this year, um, and just different books and different, like I said, different studies I've been doing. Like, I have to keep hearing him over and over again, like, just ask me for it. Quit doubting, quit thinking I can't do it, quit thinking that you know, all these lies that you're hearing about, there's no way and too big or whatever, like quit, just start asking, but you got to do the work. And I think that was one of the biggest things I took away from your course is like, okay, let's not just ask and then sit here. (laughs) Let's let's ask and keep asking, but let's also do the work at the same time and, and really do that discovery while asking at the same time and doing them together. I think I've done a lot of it separately. (laughs) I think Mm -hmm. I've gone off and worked on my own to try to learn about myself. And I think I've prayed, but I I don't think I've ever until recently with with the whole program done it together. Like let's ask and work at the same time. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So I think I just got to this point of like, I don't have anything to lose. Worst case, I stay here and I'm learned that I should stay in this job because he closes all the doors. And I'm not worse off for, <laughs> for getting a no. Um, I'd be better off, at least I'd have some peace of like, he answered the question. He said, you need to stay where you are? Just dig in and deal with it. <laughs> and so I had that in the back of my mind as a possibility, but at the same time, like I said, it just kept coming up in my mind that like, nothing's impossible. Kelsey has said over and over again, that <laughs> this will work. So I'm like, all right, I'll, I'll trust it. Um, and so I think when I started realizing was I really do know myself i just have this fear and these lies that are holding me back saying you know i can't i can't find a way to do this teaching thing and make the money i need to make based on my life circumstances cuz you know at this point i've made certain decisions and life trajectory that requires me to keep making the money i'm making because you know, my husband recently graduated from culinary school. So he's just getting his career started. And I'm really excited for what God's going to do for that. Like I have full faith in that that's going to go big places, but like we're in this near term where I got to keep making the money I'm making. (laughs) And we've bought a house and we're doing all these cool things and I've committed to things for the church. So in my head, I'm just having this shouting match with Satan of him being like you got to keep making the money you're making so just stay still I'm like but I don't I don't want to keep doing this and so there's all that tension um but yeah I I mean I you say it all the time you don't have to take a pay cut to do what you're supposed to do and I was like she I don't think she understands what I really want to do
0: yeah (laughs) exactly She's not speaking to me. She like, what about my mortgage? What about all these? I'm sure that applies to other
1: people and that's awesome, but there's no way that that's going to work for me. Um, So, you know, I kind of took a minor pivot within my current company. Um, I started exploring this different role that's more into team coaching, team leading, not so much on the technical side. Um, So I've been, been doing that, honestly, I guess for probably four or five months before I started the Calling Academy. And I was like, okay, this is a little bit better. Maybe, <laughs> it's at least different. <laughs> Sometimes different helps at least. And I kind of take a break from the same kind of struggle. But it's still, it just, it's a longer story than needs to be told, but it was just doors closed. Oh, like, you know, I'm, I'm pushing for it to make that role official because I'm doing it kind of in an unofficial capacity and it's just not working. I can't, can't get the promotion that comes with it. Can't get the money that comes with this minor pivot. I can't like, not working. And so I'm just really frustrated. Like I really thought this is what's next. I went and got this certification, went and did this stuff. I feel like it, you know, suits me a little bit better. Thought I was making an improvement, but it's just like doors shut. <laughs> yeah. And so what happens is, you know, through the through the calling academy, I've really like the teaching thing is stuck in my head, but how do I do that? And then, you know, it's writing and talking to people and making a difference, like is all the things that keep bubbling up top of mind. Like if I'm not. Making a difference in someone's day for the positive every day, then I'm not. This isn't me.
0: <laughs> I'm not interested. Yeah. So this is not, exactly. not going to
1: work for me long term, especially. And I think working from home has been a, just a whole different level of the lack of human interaction. <laughs> it's yes. just not suiting me. Like I need, I need, and software engineers are just where their heads down type of people. And mm-hmm. that's just not me at my core. Um, yeah. But so I, I you know, doing the call academy i get you know my head around that and i'm still trying to push my way through these doors that get closed for this role i think i'm supposed to take and i'm searching in our internal job postings every single day looking for this role even just like to switch teams and so i'm like that's my way through this door that keeps getting shut is i'll just have to move teams for it there are zero postings in my whole company for this job title i mean my, my the company i work for probably i think we Employ 35,000 people or something oh like gosh, It's a huge yeah. company, and there's yeah. no postings for this yeah, job like, I'm How is every this? day <laughs> for weeks. And so I'm like, what is the deal? Like, I would jump on this. Well, and long story short, I, I'm looking at the job postings. I notice on the side, there's a hiring manager's name that I recognize. So I click on it, and there's a software engineering title post that's one bump above my current level, but it's actually for, um, being on the team of people that trains new hires so fresh out of college they have a program that i went through and needed because i wasn't the most technical person um where they train you up on what you're going to be doing in your job day to day um do a lot of mentoring as far as you know this is the company culture this is what you can expect here's the tools you're going to be using let's do kind of a practice project but you're you know Taking college kids and turning them into employees, so that there's not such a violent transition.
0: A violent transition. That's a really good way to describe it.
1: <laughs> you get thrown in with these people who know what they're doing and don't really have time to teach you because deadlines. Um, so that's what this whole program is. And so I come across this job posting and I'm just like, "Well, there it is." <laughs> there's exactly what I need is how random right and I wasn't looking for it I was looking for this other role that I was convinced I was supposed to be doing and it just the Holy Spirit dumped me over the head with it (laughs) like here it is so I mean I applied within 15 minutes
0: yeah wait okay this really is hitting on a theme that I feel like the Spirit has taught me over and over and over again is that it's your intention and your faithful movement that matters. And God is so eager to work with. Mm-hmm. Because, in a sense, I kind of think well, obviously, God is sovereign and he is kind and he is moving and he's leading us, even with our misled, unwise actions. Mm-hmm. But he can only guide an, an object in motion. And if you kind of opt out of a walk with god then there you have it you have your answer but you even though your focus like what your mind latched on to as i'm moving forward and this is the answer it was a very specific position that you had logic. this is for me mm-hmm. god used your search for something else right. to throw something else in in the way and say no 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 It's this, (laughs) he used your movement. And that's why I just keep on saying you could trust him to guide you as your steps are moving Mm -hmm. forward. And that's why we don't have to have this enormous fear of getting it wrong. Because I think as you're knocking on doors, you, (laughs) the right one will open.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: You could have so, and this is what I really want to credit you for, is you could have so easily Just looked at all the closed doors and said, that is my sign that I'm supposed to stay where I'm at. But you didn't. You kept on looking at the cold, hard facts of belief. First, you talked about mindset and belief that I had to open my mind to the reality and faith in God that actually it's not his intention for me to just keep on piddling around in this job that is only becoming more and more like an itchy sweater. and It's not getting better.
1: Well, mean and so everybody you- in your life is saying you're pretty miserable. <laughs> like, yeah, you know you're exactly. you're not happy. You know, I've got my husband saying, you know, this isn't affecting us yet. Like we're doing fine. But if you keep going like this, like this isn't good for us. You're getting off work every day sad and anxious and frustrated and angry and all these negative things. And I'm, you know, recognizing in myself, I don't want to feel this way. This job isn't worth it to me to, for me to even feel this way. I don't mm-hmm. care enough about what's happening to be this upset but it's just wrong like there's 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 things that are going fundamentally wrong with the way that I'm interacting with people I'm not a person that I like in this job I don't like my reactions I don't like my interactions and so it was just like he used God used my miserableness of and so that like to your point like that was where I couldn't just stop I was like this isn't working and you know in in all truthfulness I probably put it off way longer than I should have (laughs) but you know it it gets to the point where it's like I can't I can't stay this miserable
0: (laughs) yeah wow I'm curious uh if the topic of should I just be more content or do I need an attitude change was that a ever a question for you
1: I think a little bit yeah because you start thinking you know and I guess especially in my situation you know I've got like I said all these family members who are teachers and teaching Mm -hmm. is hard yeah you know (laughs) yes teaching is justifiably realistically hard like they are some of the best people <laughs> that i and so i have this struggle of how can i even complain <laughs> about my cushy corporate job <laughs> when they're getting in the trenches and doing the work and with all the pandemic stuff that's made it even worse they're making less money than me they get less time off than me they're actually making a difference. Why am I not just happy over here <laughs> with what I've been given? You know, I'm I I feel confident that it's where I'm supposed to be. All of these good things have happened from it, like I said before, but at the same time, so I should just be happy. <laughs> like I mm-hmm. should just accept that this is where I am and use it to the best that I can and like, you're like, kind of wait. And if, you know, something else falls in my lap, then maybe I'll change. <laughs> so it yeah, falls I, in I, your
0: lap. Oh, because like action isn't faithful. Waiting is faithful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When over my life, I've had to severely unlearn that, yes. that. When somebody says what is like, just the word faith, and we just have that hit our minds for a second. When I say be faithful, wait. a lot of people <laughs> think of a stagnant mm-hmm. st- sit and pray, and wait for, you know, if it's for a husband, I hope it's the mailman, because uh, like, he has to come to me, (laughs) I'm not going to do anything, versus now I realize, you read the Old Testament, oh my gosh, everybody's walking, everybody's in the desert, everybody's on a journey, everybody's going Mm -hmm. somewhere, Mm -hmm. they're on a walk with God, Mm -hmm. and so I commend you, Jamie, wow, (laughs) so tell me more about what happened after you overcame those thoughts of, I should just be happy. Who am I? Gosh, to be asking for these things, but you decide to proceed anyway. Knock on doors. You kept at it. This position came right across your screen. You applied for it. Take the story from there.
1: Yeah. So I pressed apply within like four minutes of seeing it, which was yeah. terrifying because it alerts my boss that I'm applying. So I have to like have this whole conversation, but it, but it had already been open for 10 or 11 days. So I'm like, oh. they're going to close it. I'm going to have wasted my opportunity because I had this hesitation. I know I should apply for this. I don't have any questions about that. So I, you know, take this leap and I'm calling my friends, like I'm applying for a job right now. <laughs> um, so I, I do that. And I immediately probably, for the, the most since college, get hit with this rush of imposter syndrome of mm. like, okay, this is all well and good, that I am already a software engineer on paper. <laughs> it's written next to my name, but I haven't been doing that actively for months because I've been pursuing this other role. Even when I was, I was just this version of myself I almost didn't recognize, which was another frustration of just unmotivated, not being active and pursuing improvement. So I've been like this stagnant software engineer for several years now, and I'm gonna and apply to go teach other people how to be good ones. Like, uh, there's a little bit of a disconnect there, and so I'm like like an intense imposter syndrome of there's no way I'm gonna get this job. I know I'm a good teacher. I, I don't have questions about that. Like God's revealed that to me through so many things that I've done with church and friends and all kinds of things. I know I can communicate. I, I, I know that. And especially, I mean, the calling Academy really solidified that. Of like, I know this is true to who yeah. I am. You
0: took inventory of your, and like who God created you to be. Mm-hmm. That's one of the most important steps.
1: Right. So the, so the teaching part, I'm, I'm good, but I'm like, they're going to give me this technical interview where they're asking me all these questions about stuff I haven't thought about since college, even though I should have been thinking about it, but I had not And so I'm just like, Oh my gosh, like, I'm going to miss this opportunity because of these mistakes I've been making with not being as active in my career and learning as I should have been and just freaking out. (laughs) And So I, luckily I had your interview guide. So I started going through that. I was so glad you sent that to me because I was like, okay, This gives me something to like work through, which, and then I'm I'm like thinking, okay, I can do good on behavioral, behavioral questions. Mm -hmm. And then the manager sends me, we're not going to do any behavioral questions because you already work here. And so I'm like, no, like I was going to milk that for all it was worth. I'm going to like take up all our time with that. So they forget to ask me about Java.
0: This (laughs) really was a mental, spiritual test for you.
1: Yes. So he sends me, yeah, no, no behavioral questions, just a technical interview. So I'm like, Oh, okay. Well, this, this was fun. This was a fun idea while <laughs> it lasted. But I mean, I, you know, have this moment of, I don't want to regret just giving up on this. I, I feel like God's already told me this is it. Like, this is what's next. He led it to me so intentionally. I, I feel this weird feeling of, that I'm not used to yet, that I'm trying to grow into, of feeling like he's promised me something and not doubting it. But I need to do the work, and so yeah. I spent yeah. a whole weekend. Which I mean, that's the time I had, or I would have spent more um, studying. One of my friends that I work with is brilliant and knows a lot about Java. So we sat and did, and she gives it. She gives technical interviews all the time, um, as part of her role. And so we start quizzing <laughs> on all of these topics. Yes. And you know, she was really helpful in giving me the perspective of take a stab at it. You know more than you think you do. Even if you know it, when you know, she's letting me know when I give interviews, it matters so much more to me that people try, and I can tell they can think through it than whether or not they're exactly right. And yes. so I started
0: 100% out, yes,
1: right. And so but I really appreciated, I think the biggest thing for me from the interview guide was don't ignore the elephant in the room. Mm-hmm. Be honest and be direct about kind of what you're lacking so that it shows that I'm aware of it. And so I think that was the biggest thing in the interview is, you know, the studying definitely helped. There were several questions that I would not have known without, without studying and doing the work, but I did bring up several times in the interview. I'm not the most technical person you're going to interview. I know that about myself. I'm, I'm rusty on this stuff. I haven't been actively doing it for a while now. And I know I have more studying to do. I know I have more learning to do. I'm going to get some of this wrong. <laughs> or, you know, they asked me a question. And I'm, I'm not sure. I don't know the answer to that. I think mm-hmm. it might be this. And this is why. But I'm not sure. And I, and I think when, you know, I got feedback after the interview, they talked about that. They were like, your thoughts were so organized. We really appreciated that. And we know you're rusty. But the way you presented it made us feel confident that, you know, that was a risk we could take. So yes. to speak. Um, yeah, so I ended up getting the job, which is just mind blowing after this hour and a half of technical questions that I was just like sweating bullets. through. <laughs> like, some of this I know some of this I have no idea. So I get out of the interview and I'm like, I have I have no idea how that went. Besides that, I feel like I gave it my best because of the preparation I did beforehand. I, I gave it the best that I was going to give it. And so there was at least some piece there, but I'm still like, I, I don't know how it went. They gave me no feedback during the interview. I had to wait until he actually offered me the job. Um, but yeah, that's, that's been really exciting.
0: Oh my goodness. I know that we are all so excited with you and for you in this, but actually, the story didn't end there. You also were a very brave woman and you yes. asked for a pay raise. And I was oh my so gosh. elated. So-
1: So I had before the interview ever happened, I had an HR screening where they basically make sure that you even want the job you've applied for. They kind of tell you a little bit more about it to make sure we don't waste the hiring manager or my time really as the interviewee. Um, And so as part of that conversation, she just asked me, how much do you want to make doing this? Which is not what I was expecting. I was expecting more of a here's what you should expect to make. But she just asked me, what do you want to make? What What are you expecting? And so in my head, I'm like, oh, <laughs> I've never been asked this question before. You know, I started this job out of college. They just told me a number. At the time, I didn't know any better. So I just said, cool, and took it, mm-hmm. which is so bad. Yeah.
0: Of course. <laughs> so i learned I mean, that
1: lesson since then.
0: <laughs> yeah. I mean, how many of us are with you right. in that, including myself?
1: So she, she asked me what, what number, and- I, you know, have a sense of where I'm at. I kind of know where I fall in the pay band for the job, for the level I'm applying for. And so I asked for a really aggressive amount, I thought. You know, I'm,
0: yeah.
1: I'm used to in my company, they, well, and I, so I, I, I asked for essentially a 15% raise. Yeah. And the HR person I'm sitting on a Zoom call with says, well, <laughs> we don't really do that. You know, I, I just, I want, she's like part of this process. And I mean, she was really nice. Like, she just mm. was, you know, we want to make sure you have reasonable expectations so that you're not disappointed at the end of this. You know, yes, it's a promotion, but, you know, the company, we usually do five to 10, five to maybe 10 at the most percent raises as part of promotions. So, you know, I'll tell the hiring manager what you said, but yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> like, she's yeah. he, just giving me this feedback of, sweetie no. and, and so I'm like man like I've just like totally messed up even asking for that much no, like no, oh that was it, crazy maybe it'll be fine I hope he, I hope she doesn't tell him and he's like what is this girl and I'm rusty and all these things and so I'm just like having this storm of thoughts and I just totally messed up asking for that much money um but then he I, I got the offer and it was exactly what I asked for And so I, it's just, my mind is completely alone. Like,
0: (laughs) and it's on a new team, new functionality, uh, a stretch in your career. Mm -hmm. And you spent your interview being honest where you needed to be honest, but then forward reaching and saying, Hey, I get it. This is where I'm at, but this is what I'm going to do to really excel in this position. And also here's why I naturally like who I am is a great fit. Right. for what really matters about this role not just the right. and so anyway you sold that so well and i i am just so grateful for your testimony in many points of this career journey because there's so many challenges you brought up mindset you brought up beliefs you brought up worthiness you brought up um struggling to find the right position you also brought up interview fears mm-hmm. and imposter syndrome skill set and now salary those mm-hmm. are fears that all of us hit. It's not just this one general fear. There's a lot that comes up when you're trying to make a career change, but yeah, praise Jesus. Like, and yeah. I just want to really celebrate your strength of spirit and mindset too. Um, and also like reaching out to get help as well. And how I think that's a part of your strength too. And once you got to that last <laughs> dragon that you're going to slay of, Hey, this is how much I want. I like how I'm, you know, we could go more into your specific uh, ideology around this or what prompted you to say that number. But I would think that just to make this a general learning for everyone, it's so powerful to just acknowledge what kind of level of professional you are, like how many years of seniority you have and where you're progressing in a general sense of like the value that you're going to provide in this position. And when you get, into a different work stream or a different team within the company, you're not demoting yourself, Mm -hmm. you're promoting yourself. And so I think many people would have used that as an opportunity to to actually suggest a pay lowering, but you didn't do that. And I was just listening to an interview with Mel Robbins. She's a really famous, uh, one of the best paid female motivational speakers in the world right now and I was so personally convicted by this. She was talking about an instance where she was hired for this major CEO retreat, super high level, big names in the industry. Everyone would know she's going to be a motivational speaker along two other male motivational speakers that were hired for the event just to talk with this high level room of CEOs. And that was the biggest opportunity she had had in her career at that time. And She goes through the hiring process. She gets the job and she does her speech. She slays it, does so well. And the head of HR, who happened to be another woman, who I think really understood, I need to say something. She pulled Mel aside afterwards and she said, I just need you to know we almost didn't hire you for this because you so undercharged that we were so confused you came really highly recommended by our contacts within the industry so when we got your proposal we thought something about this doesn't make sense and maybe she's not who she we thought so under you are only valued what you teach others to value Uh, or at the level that you teach them to value you as a professional, and so she realized that she was charge charging one fourth of what the men were charging. One fourth. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and <laughs> and the woman said, "Hey, and by the way, you were ten times better than." Them. <laughs> That's not a general commentary on a skill set right. on men versus women. This is just a particular circumstance. But it's so possible that you could be the person that is called to be in that room. God has equipped you with the skill you are there to serve and you're appointed for that. And because you don't ask for a really esteemed amount, it actually gives everyone else a lesser experience because she could have been taken out.
1: And so I really
0: uh, appreciate how you valued yourself there.
1: Well, and I think I just had this sense of there's other things in my life that require money that I know God has called me to do and you know that's a longer story too (laughs) but you know there's these different things that I know I need to do and I know I need to have money to do them in a very called way and so it's if I don't take God up on that (laughs) that Mm. he's asked me to do these things and I know that I'm gonna need money to do them I gotta trust like I like I kept saying you know I may think it's impossible and the HR lady may think it's impossible, but God doesn't like he 15%. was that to him? Like he, he can do that. And, and I think that but was the. what biggest,
0: is that to him? I'm obsessed with right. that. Like,
1: and, you know, in my head, I can almost hear him whispering, like you could have asked for 20, like you like, but, and, and not that I need to, that that's the takeaway, but just the lesson of nothing is too big for him. And and I do think he gave me the number he gave me because that's where he wants me right now. And I'm over the moon about it. But I think the lesson at the same time is quit limiting me, quit listening to, it's only going to be five to 10. And and maybe it could, it could have been, and that's not to say that that wouldn't have been perfectly fine, but the mindset of thinking he can't do it. And I think that's Mm. what he's using this whole situation to help me overcome is it's not the me that did it. (laughs) it's Mm -hmm. him like he provided this job posting he provided that I would already looked at my resume because it's the other thing I was trying to do he provided the friend to help me go through the interview questions he provided the calling academy he provided he provided he provided and so why Mm -hmm. would I think that would not translate into the salary stuff and so yeah now I'm doing this teaching job where I'm making 15 percent more than I was making not doing the teaching job so it's like (laughs) yeah I I just feel like he's straight flexing (laughs) like
0: (laughs) he is straight flexing and it's literally how you said that it is God flexing Mm -hmm. (laughs) and how it's actually not about the details. Right. Just like I was saying, it was your intention to be faithful in action Mm -hmm. that God worked with. It didn't actually matter that you were hyper fixated on a certain job title that ended up not being the one for you. Mm -hmm. And so it's the intention. And then your intention in this latter part of your story is just to, ask big things and see God show up in big ways and I mm-hmm. um I've really we're vibing on our stories right now because I've thought so many times of this summer I oh, I think it was a really listened to podcast episode so I think a lot of people might have tuned into it of the story of the miracle I witnessed this summer part of my lesson there was I asked for 10 initial or founding members of the calling academy to come through in a short time frame that I typically would have It it just seemed a little crazy Mm -hmm. um, based on the patterns I've seen in business in the past. And at the end of that, I was so stunned and so in awe. And I had this conversation with Kirsten, my sister, where I, you know, we were just celebrating together. And she said, you know, I don't even think it was about 10. I think that's just like what you asked. I think Mm -hmm. you could have asked like 15. I think you could have asked seven and gotten it. Right. (laughs) It's just like, watch God provide some kudos to you thank you for being a lesson to us all and a faithful testimony in this I'm also so curious what hesitations doubts or questions almost stopped you from joining the calling academy
1: right yeah I think think yeah I think like I mentioned one was you kept saying that I wouldn't have to take a pay cut and I was like
0: okay (laughs) not in touch I was was just so
1: sure like I can't you know I I went through these really wild ideas of what what to switch to. And, you know, I, and like, I I think I mentioned to you offline, I, I still am not sure that I've arrived at, you know, a destination career wise. I I do think this is a monumental improvement and obviously the way God's blessing it um, makes me feel very uh, like I have confirmation in that, but I have all these crazy ideas of starting my own business and doing just different things. Not that, not that that's crazy, but compared to, my safe little corporate world. It feels crazy. Um, but so, you know, I'm, I think the hesitation was around the pay. It was around, um, am I going to be brave enough to do whatever I figure out I'm supposed to do? Mm-hmm. <laughs> what if he calls me to something yeah. I don't like? But I, I felt like you really addressed that, which was really awesome of quit with the belief that he's going to call you to something you hate. He's like, he designed you for something that you're passionate about on purpose. And it's all gonna align and just trust him in that, that he's good and faithful and wants you to do something you like. So that's just Satan spreading the lie that you're gonna get called to do something you absolutely hate. Um, And then I think just fear that my education would get in the way that I, you know, wouldn't be qualified to do whatever it was that I'm suddenly really wanting to do. But I just felt like you addressed all of that, and so we did that um, session up front. We had that Zoom session where you kind of went over the pillars and all of that, and I was like, "All right, I'm in." <laughs> yeah. Because it's like you hit, you hit all the concerns, and so I was like, "I, I trust it." Exactly. Right? And, and I think I think the biggest thing that sold it for me is, and I, I've mentioned to you before too, it's so obvious that God is in what you're doing that oh it God. that's just contagious to me. Of like, I gotta I gotta get in on this because He so clearly has her aligned to what she's supposed to do and it just radiates out of everything you say everything you post so I will plug anytime you want because it's just I wanted to be a part of it so no no doubts left
0: <laughs> oh my gosh Jamie I I have like this just the craziest feeling of joy right now and disbelief in awe I think it's better described as awe for our creator because I did not come out of the womb like this. I was in the corporate job and terrified like you. And like I've said on so many points of relating to you, I think, there's just no human emotion that's foreign to any of us like we all really do relate but when you step out in faithfulness like you've so clearly demonstrated it's not just about me modeling uh, a vocational calling with the lord now you're a part of that story too and you're demonstrating what it means to be made in the image of god and to walk in faithfulness and trust and like oh my like father in heaven you have got me in the biggest ways And you've made me for a big life with you, like (laughs) in that being one that just brings all the more praise to him. Now you model that for all your friends and they say things like you just said to me of it's just so clear that God's in what she's doing. And that is something that makes me tear up of what I, I want all of us to join in because I want the kingdom of God to be. I guess like have the wind in our sails again. Mm -hmm. And after coming out of kind of this, what I see as a generational uh, unhelpful pattern of being convinced that the only people who are called are called pastor or missionary. And everyone else, you get the unlucky uncalled job of just logicking your way into purpose by saying, I'll just stay, pray and pay for the people who are doing the real work and so thank you for rising up in faithfulness and linking arms with me so that we could say no all to god be the glory every single one of us have a very specific place god did not by mistake talk much about the body of the christ body of christ being imagery that i think all of us need to fixate our eyes on of to be a part of the body of christ means not one part can be missing. Not one part can be um, not up for the job or not into it for the day. We need to all show up to our specific stations, looking at how God designed us to have that be the roadmap of where am I supposed to show up? And then you lift your internal abilities to him and say, all right, uh, clearly this is the best of what I have to offer. And then watch as he uses it with grandeur. Yeah. So you amaze me, Jamie, so much. Oh goodness. I could keep on talking with you forever about all this. (laughs) Uh, How about this? Please make a deal with us. When you, like you mentioned, this is just one stop. Mm -hmm. in The journey of your calling, because it is a fallacy to say that this is a one-time event Mm-hmm. it's a lifelong conversation with God so please come back and let us know when you have the next steps revealed and that we business do. we're talking about
1: I, I have some time
0: <laughs> I think you do have some time in it, but you know we'll be here we'll we'll be cheering you absolutely.
1: on absolutely
0: oh gosh and I This might be a little bit scatterbrained, but one thing I was thinking about when you were talking about all the objections and the struggles and the questions that came up along the way, and you were like, you addressed that wow, yeah, that was, that was in there. Mm -hmm. That's why there's what, I think it's a really obnoxious amount of like 25 audio files that cover hyper-specific different questions. Because after helping a hundred plus people through this process, I really have noted every single question Mm -hmm. that actually comes up.
1: Yep. (laughs)
0: oh gosh any last words that you want to uh, like a point you want to underscore from your story or last bits of encouragement that you want to share with the listener
1: I think just whatever you think is impossible is what he most wants to deliver on because it's the most impactful story you can share and I think that's the biggest thing to me is just it's not a cool story if I didn't think it was impossible at the beginning of the story like that's what makes the story so whatever it is like we all have different levels, I think, of what we think are impossible. And I'm, I'm learning, I think, that that's gonna keep growing the more that I take him up on it. <laughs> my, my level of what I think is impossible is gonna change. And I'm really excited to watch him keep delivering because he's done it before. And so I can have that faith that he's gonna do it again. Um, but I think that's the most encouragement I could give is just whatever it is that you're wanting to do that sounds impossible, he's just like sitting there waiting, like, please let me do it. <laughs> Mm. please let me do it ask me start start working towards it ask me for it so that but so that you can share that and so that you can be the one telling other people look at this impossible thing God did for me
0: oh I will close with this you know how the calling academy started with that intro video and just talking about the vision of we do this with a heart to in the end here well done good and faithful servant and I just feel that being showered over your story already so well done good and faithful servant it's not I don't have the power to say that but I wouldn't be surprised (laughs) if our maker is saying that right now (laughs) so thank you so much Jamie thank you Wasn't that incredible? Okay, thank you so much to Jamie for sharing her story. If you would like to work with me, whether that's through my program, The Calling Academy, or as one of my one-on-one clients that I take on, being high-performing Christian professionals who are interested in making a meaningful career move in the next three to six months, whether that's landing a job at a company you admire or pivoting into a new career path altogether, you could head to my website and apply for a free 60 minute career strategy session with me at kelseykemp.com services to apply. The program is selective and the spots are limited to five new clients each month. And that is again, kelseykemp.com services. You could also follow along with my free career tips and behind the scenes stuff when you follow me on Instagram at Kelsey underscore the called career or on LinkedIn at Kelsey Kemp. If this episode impacted you, don't forget to tag me and I will see you soon next week here on answer the call.